This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 5 Four one four two three five seven zero four, or message her at freedomlake.com slash grateful heart photography or heroes.app slash pages slash grateful heart photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by grateful heart photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, 
and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some very helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices. Some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomwake.com slash tie-dye and dreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the man keeps you posted, whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all, so when it goes down, you know the score, when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk, this is the big leagues, the ball is in your core, the best place for debate, the point of view, after further review, you know what to do. Check, 
Hey, what's happening? How y'all doing? This after further review 2.0, aka the Siren Pass. Um, we're doing a condensed version tonight. We're gonna lock out with y'all till nine thirty. I think we're gonna go commercial free. I think we could talk for an hour. All right, about different stuff going on in the world of sports. Y'all good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Everything is everything. You know what I mean? Calendars turned to March. You know, so you know what that means. Um, you know, baseball season and all of that. Um, in a regular in a in a in a regular world, we be getting ready for um, you know conference tournaments and you know the the NCA tournament and all of that, and get ready for you know spring training and all that good stuff. But it's a different situation now. We're you know in the first half of the NBA season. Yeah, I said the first half of the NBA season. The All Star Game is Sunday. Um, it, it snuck up on you. Yeah, I know it did. That's okay. Um, Major League Baseball spring training just getting underway now. Cool. You know what I mean? NHL doing their thing still in this season and all of that. Um, and, uh, the NBA, you know, and everybody's doing what they do, man. And, um, I want to talk about some stuff, man, because we're doing a condensed version tonight and I hope y'all. Um, check out the show, and if not, man, we got the rebroadcast and all that good stuff on Action VR Network. I got Pretty Bob James, aka PBJ, in the building. I uh, doing what he do, holding me down the whole Action VR unit. But um, yeah, it's a couple of things I want to get into tonight specifically. Um, one is the New York Knicks. Um, as y'all know, that's that's my team. That's always been my team. Um. I think right now we are in a moment of uh, prosperity. Um, people are jumping out the window because the Knicks are 18 and 17. They're outside of Madison Square Garden, acting like the Knicks won the NBA championship. I didn't understand it. It was crazy. Um, I just want to say a, a few things about the New York Knicks this season and what's going on so far. I'm very, very proud, right? I'm not to the point where I say, well, yeah, because the Knicks are holding down the fourth seed in the East and uh, that record is 18-18 that we've turned some kind of corner. We're 18-18, all right? Um, I just, you know, want us to be a team that everybody, you know, respects. You know, people would laugh at you if you're a Knicks fan. You know, um, I just want us to get back to where we're respectable. And I think we're getting to that. You know, um, Julius Randle, all-star salute to him. You know what I mean? Salute to, you know, Tom Thibodeau for doing his thing. So far, so good. I'm not mad at it. You know, it's worked out to a, a point where you got these kids wanting to play for you. You know what I mean? Um, First-round pick, Obi Toppin, he ain't, you know, he started off really, really nice. He got hurt. Um, now he's trying to work his way back into a situation. People worrying about, you know, concerned about Kevin Knox and how, you know, now he's, you know, um, not even in the rotation and things of that nature. But as a whole, I like where the Knicks are at right now. I like it. You know, I'm not worried about if the playoffs started today. We don't play those type of games over here. We deal with reality. But I think that, you know, with the pessimism, and the bad vibes that have been, you know, um, you know, hanging over the New York Knicks franchise for the past decade plus. I think, you know, these young kids have never, you know, got to see 
any type of prosperity with the Knicks. So I'm not mad at them for, you know, being exuberant and being giddy and being happy and pounding their chest. And I'm not mad. That's, that's Knicks fans for you. I'm not mad at that. You know, this new generation of Knicks fans, they need something to, you know, get them, you know, feeling like, you know, it could happen for, it could happen for us too. You know, we got Derrick Rose back. You know, he was, you know, solid filling in for, you know, Alfred Payton when he, you know, when Payton was hurt. Um, I think, you know, Derrick Rose, you know, you, you can't sneeze at 16.3 points and seven and a half assists, you know, 58% from the three-point line, you know. So I think that um, what we have with the Knicks right now is a situation where people are just sitting back and seeing how good we want to be because I've been in situations where the Knicks, you know, had good starts, even when, in the Carmelo years. You know, then we you know get a loss, and you know that turned into a three, five, seven, nine game losing streak. And the next thing you know, it's you know, it's it's over and done for. That's why I say you gotta have patience. It's 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 a it's a process, yo. You gotta call before you walk. I'm enjoying right, this right now. You know, the Knicks getting respect. You know, it's okay to wear your Knicks hat. And it's okay to talk about the Knicks in, in in a positive in a positive light. And that's a great thing to see, man. I'm not mad at that at all. And that's exactly what you want to see. I just hope, you know, I wish it could have worked with, you know, when Fisdale was here. But unfortunately, it, 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 it didn't, and it's okay. But now we're in a better place, you know what I mean? Everybody's working out, doing what they need to do. You know, the team is, you know, coming together, you know, as they should. You know, Julius Randle was, is providing that leadership and spark and, and being an example like, yeah, you can be an all-star, you know what I mean, from the New York Knicks. Yes, you can. You know, so, again, as a Knicks fan, I'm happy to see um, what I'm seeing right now. I just hope it continues, you know. And right now I'm thinking if, you know, we can, you know, continue this, you know, um, to kind of like play above expectations, then who knows what can happen if we can clinch a playoff spot and, you know, and, you know, show up in the playoff series and we'll be respectable. The Knicks will be back in the playoffs and, then, you know, we could do what we do. But as far as, you know, what goes on across the bridge in Brooklyn, um, you know, the Nets are doing what they do, man. They're going to, you know, they're going to win games. They're not going to win 20 games in a row like the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers used to, but they're going to win their games, you know, amount of their fair share amount of games. Um, again, I, I, I want to see them in the Eastern Conference uh, seven game against either Milwaukee, Philadelphia, you know what I mean? Or Boston at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I think that, you know, the, the Nets um, are one of those teams in the Eastern Conference that are supposed to be, you know, um, on the top. But again, you know, the, defensively, they've been, you know, a little bit more solid their last few games. And I think that works out for them. Um, and again, if this, this team is going to play, you know, even a, a, a moderate level of defense, to go with that, you know, offensive output that they have, you know, it, it, it might be over for the rest of the East. You know, Harden is doing his thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Kevin Durant is going to do what he does when and if he plays. Then, you know, you got Kyrie doing what he does. So I think what the Brooklyn Nets have is a powerhouse, and they just have to play this season out and see what happens and see what develops. And then, you know, once they get it going, we'll see. If, um, you know, they're everything that they cracked up to be. They could be that team that can, you know, do it to the Sixers or do it to the Milwaukee Bucks or do it to the Boston Celtics, man. You know, the, the, the potential is there. You know, the team on paper is there. 
But um, let's see if let's see if 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 um the Brooklyn Nets can make that happen. Um, as far as the Milwaukee Bucks are concerned, you know they're starting to get hot. You know what I mean? Um, they had an impressive win against the Clippers on Sunday. You know what I mean? Giannis Antetokounmpo doing what he does. You know what I mean? He averaged 37 points for the week, over 10 rebounds and five and a half assists for the week. You know, Chris Middleton getting back him. He added 21 points or 47% shooting from three. All right? Drew Holiday, you know, doing his thing. After he missed 10 games, you know, being injured. So I think that Milwaukee, you know, putting together a nice little run to end the first half to get them, you know, some momentum going into, you know, a second half. But then that's when – the second half is when I'm going to, you know, we're going to pay attention more to, to what the NBA is doing. So we'll see where these teams are, what these teams do, and, and, and how they represent and, and keep going as far as, you know, getting ready to, to get prepared for the second half. Um, when you talk about the West, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. I think that when you talk about the Clippers, they're still trying to figure it out, I think. I think um, – you know, if the Clippers, you know, should be on the market for uh, a ball handler, you know what I mean, in a trade or, you know, trying to get somebody on there that's on the market and they're looking for a buyout. Um, I think that the Clippers are going to be um, exposed because of their lack of shot creations. You know, nobody can find their own shot. Nobody can, you know, get their own shot off. They're always looking for somebody else to do it. And, and um, you got to have somebody that's going to be able to create and, you know, control the offense at the same time. You've got Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George, you got guys who can score, but it's just a situation where it's like it's muddled and it's like clogged up and nobody wants to take responsibility or accountability for um, being a leader, or being the guy. So that's why you have to get somebody who's going to come in there and control, you know, what goes on as far as the, um, from a point guard perspective. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow, I mean, you know what gold is, you know what what the Lakers are doing, man, is just showing that they're mortal. You know, everybody's like, oh, the Lakers are gonna do this, they're gonna win a thousand games, they're gonna walk into the NBA Finals. Nah, it never works out that way. You know, LeBron James, I know LeBron James. You know, I remember he started off great to start the season. You know what I mean? But then, you know, he recently struggled from three point line. Um, but again, he you know he's gonna do he's gonna get his numbers regardless. LeBron is gonna get his period. You know, um, they got Dennis Schrader back. You know what I mean? So I'm giving him a little boost on the offense. Okay, I think that you know as long as Anthony Davis is out, the Lakers have a chance to you know be beat. They can be beat. You know they don't go in there with that you know that that cloak of in- invincibility. You know, so again, if you can catch the Lakers while they're down, you better take advantage of it now because when AD comes back, it's going to be all over with, right? Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, I think, you know, when you have, a, you have a team with a guy like Joel Embiid who, you know, we're waiting for him really to become that beast that we know he can be. He shows glimmers of it, but it doesn't happen on a consistent enough basis. Uh, and then Ben Simmons, you know, you know we haven't got to talk about him, but – the rest of the supporting cast in Philadelphia, I think, you know, if they can come together and, 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 and be um, a little bit more reliable, um, you know, because I think they, kept, they they rely a lot on Tobias Harris. And when he's, you know, out of the lineup, you could you know, you could, it, it shows. So, again, what the Philadelphia 76ers need to do is, you know, um, 
let Joel Embiid do what he does. Because he, he wants to be a beast. He wants to be respected. You know, he's got a lot of stuff to, to prove himself. You know? Um, and I think with him and Ben Simmons, I think, you know, they're, they're, you know, on the verge of doing something nice. You know, they got the right coach in Doc Rivers. They got the right situation. They got a you know, nice little squad over there that should be a formidable opponent for anybody in the East. Brooklyn, Toronto, you know what I mean? Boston, Milwaukee. But, you know, um, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Sixers. Either they, 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 they can be very, very impressive. Which, and then, you know, people say, well, we knew that they had it in them all the time, or they can be very disappointed. It's what we've come to expect from the Sixers. So, again, um, you know, it's all out there waiting for them. Um, a couple of teams that we haven't talked about in regards to the East is the Miami Heat. Remember, they were in the finals last year, right? Um, the Heat are trying to get it back together, okay? Um, they still haven't been had, you know, their full lineup of players. Goran Dragic is out. Tyler Harrell has been out, Jimmy Butler, all those guys have been out at various times. Um, again, Bam Manabeo is doing his thing, you know, and, and again, he could only do so much, but I think a, a, a big win over the Utah Jazz, you know, uh, says a lot about what the Heat are trying to do uh, and the moves that they're trying to make, even with their top guys out. So Miami is, is in the building. Um, Golden State Warriors. I mean, you still got to talk about them. You still have to talk about them in, in the aspect of, you know, they're, they're not what they once were, but, again, they're not what they need, what they should be, okay, because, you know, Clay is out. Um, again, you know, when you have a guy like Draymond Green, you know, doing what he does, um, and, you know, Steph Curry still being respected, and then you have a beast of a, of a number one draft pick in, in James Wiseman, it's set up for success. They just have to kind of like, to me, they're on a, you know, a little bit faster trajectory than the New York Knicks. And when I say it like that, because, again, they have a, a, a veteran squad that knows how to win. They've won before, but they're just dealing with people that are out. Okay? The New York Knicks, they have a young team. You know, we don't know anything about winning. But we're still trying to, you know, not to, to, to embarrass ourselves out there. We're still trying to be respected. So the Golden State Warriors, still trying to be respected. Even though they've, you know, they've won titles. They've won, you know, back-to-backs and all that. You know what I mean? But they haven't got that respect now because their guy is out. Clay is out. You know what I mean? So, again, at the end of the day, what are you going to do about the Golden State Warriors? Um, that's pretty much it, man. I don't know, a couple other teams I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, the Utah Jazz, you know, you know, they're doing their thing. They're playing, you know, um, high-level basketball. Um, again, you know, they can still win games. And, and when Donovan Mitchell's not at his best, uh, Mike Conley's been, you know, really, really decent since coming back from his hamstring. All right. Um, again, you know, the, the Utah Jazz can afford to lose a game here or there and still be the best team in the NBA and doing their numbers. So, again, you got to respect what they're doing. All right? Stafford Ferdinand, Steve Anthony, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. you got the mayor in the building on a Wednesday night with my man, the ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. PBJ. All right? Um, I'm not really big or keen on the NBA All-Star game this season. 
I mean, because it was kind of like, to me, it was kind of like thrown together because people were under the impression that it wasn't going to be an all-star game this year. You know, but, you know, um, again, you know, Adam Silver, you know, in, 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 his, in his wisdom wants to, you know, get some, some eyes on the NBA and feels like, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind. So they're doing it in the name of the HBCUs, which is a, is, is a great cause. But again, at the end of the day, man, you know, I wasn't really thinking about an NBA All Star game. So um, in the end, it's just I'm, another exhibition yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean—the slam dunk contest and all of that. And I wasn't—I I mean, again, I'm not really big on that, but it is what it is. If you enjoy it, then then rock out. But um, as far as oh, I wanted to speak to something else too, as far as the NBA is concerned. A lot of people are um, mad at Shaquille O'Neal for you know criticizing these you know these these young NBA players. I think Shaquille O'Neal is right. I think Shaquille O'Neal is right. I think a lot of these cats have been they have been and they still are coddled. Okay, all they want to hear is how great they are. You know, um, I think that when you when you can tell a kid that you know you have to you know work a little bit harder to get you know where you want to be and where you need to be because I see it in you. You know, and this is coming from a a, a, a three P champion, uh, MVP, and, and and all of that good stuff, all time great. So when Shaq tells you something like that, again, I think it's to make you better because I'm going to say something that one of my coaches told me before. You know, he used to be on me all the time, my basketball coach, Coach Harold. He used to be on me all the time. He'd be like, yo, if I I wasn't on you, you know, that means I don't, you know, I don't see anything in you. So, again, I think that Shaq is just trying to get these cats to motivate because they, they, you know, they've been hearing how great they are. They don't hear any, you know, real, you know, realism. And then when they get some real reality, when they introduce the reality, it's like, oh my God, you're you're dissing me, and 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 uh, wow, man, you know, I, I, I you know, because they're not used to hearing that. They're not used to hearing the truth. You know what I'm saying? These cats who use all that that stuff that Shaq says to them that they don't like as motivation. But all they do is whine and they cry and they bitch and they moan. That's all they do. You know what I'm saying? All these dudes out here is is telling you how great they are. They make all this money. They tell you how great. And how many rings they got to show for it? A certain number of players have rings. But more players will, will have you think they got rings. That's all. And Shaq is right. It's constructive criticism. These cats don't know nothing about constructive criticism. All they know about is how great they are. And you're supposed to tell them that they're superstars and they're great and, and, and they're the best thing since sliced bread. And when they don't hear that, something's wrong with you. So, again, I think that when you, when you, when you, uh, Say things to because you don't have to say it to them in a negative light. You can just say things to say, well, this is what you do good, but you could work on X, Y, and Z. You know, um, again, 
you know, a lot of these kids, again, they don't really have, you know, they don't have, you know, um, people in their, in, in their situations to tell them when they're not doing it right. Because, again, everybody's making a lot of money. So nobody's going to jeopardize their paycheck to say, nah, you're not doing this the right way. I feel like you could do it a little bit better. They're going to go with the flow. They're going to go along to get along. You know, so I feel like, you know, when you when you talk about, you know, criticism that Shaq, you know, gives these other players. I mean, again, you know, it's, it's how you it's how you receive it. You know, you know what you need to do. You have coaches to help you on your jump shot or or on your defense. You know, but Shaq, this is like, yo, look, I I don't think you got it. And now you can use that as motivation, or you can use that as hate. I think that the clutch that these that these current players use, they use it as hate. They say it's hate, but it's not. If I hated you or was hating on you, and I think the situation, you know, uh, would be as follows. I wouldn't have nothing to say to you. I would want you to be as far away from me as possible. I don't believe in your game. I think you're garbage. I think you stink. But instead of telling you that to your face, stay away from me. I don't want to talk about you. We don't got nothing to discuss because you're where you want to be in your game. You've been in the league X amount of years. You don't got no, you know, you have nothing to show for your game. But you talk a good one. A lot of these cats talk a good one. Look at Kevin Garnett. He talked a damn good one. So, again, at the end of the day, Shaq is not telling these cats nothing that they shouldn't be hearing already, that they shouldn't have heard already. It's just that now, you know, you got a, a bunch of yes men around you and everything that you do is great. But how come, and I've said this before, and I don't know if you remember, Bob, how come, especially in the NBA, we're keeping it on the NBA right now, why is it that all these people that talk, you know, this stuff about how great they are and, the numbers that they put up and what they deserve and what they need and what they better get. How come the only it's a few select few people in the NBA that got rings? Out of all the people that talk about it, it's a select few that got rings. So, you know, I, I think Shaq, was, Shaq definitely has a point. You know, and Shaq doesn't come from a, a background of, you know, trying to figure out what to say is going to make you feel good. Shaq comes from a military background, so you're gonna you, you're gonna get it how it's given, straight like that. And a lot of cats aren't used to that, you know. So again, man, I think that um, Shaq, you know, a lot of people are coming down on Shaq, but I think Shaq is right. But I think that you know, as far as him finding the right words to say, that's not his problem. That's not Shaq's problem to find the right thing to say to you so you can feel good about what I'm saying to motivate you. I'm not cursing you out. I'm not calling you out your name. I'm just saying what I see in you. And if you don't see it in yourself, then this is where you're going to be. Always trying to get it. Why you watch Steph Curry keep getting it? And LeBron. Why you watch the same people keep getting rings and you wonder what's going on with you? And that's what I wanted to say about that, man. I just think that, you know, a lot of these cats can't handle, 
you know, constructive criticism because they never heard constructive criticism before. So they don't know how to deal with it. So anything that, that takes them out of their comfort zone is being construed as, oh, that's hate. You're, you're just hating. Hating on what? What did you do? What did you do for me to hate on you? Shaq got way more rings than these dudes. Shaq been in the league way longer than these dudes. So, I mean, what did, what did you do that, you know, justifies you being mad at Shaq for saying that, you, that your game ain't right, that you got to get better? What did you do in your career? Exactly. So how do you feel mad? Because somebody cares about you enough to say, look, man, you, you could be better. You could be better. But it's it's just the way that the message is given. You want them to say, oh, you have to do this, and you have to pat them on the back, and you got to coddle them and make sure that they hear it the right way and make sure that their feelings are not hurt and make sure that, come on, man, what are you, five years old? What are we dealing with? What are we dealing with here? So, I, I, and I think that's how Shaq feels. What are we dealing with here? These dudes just, what do you call them? Pudding pops. And he's right. You put a little bit of heat on these cats and they melt. They melt. Because that, they, they, that's how they built. That's how these new cats are built, yo. They're not built for, they're not, they're not built for tough times. Well, the people got. What people got to know about Shaq is, is that uh, when Michael Jordan retired, like he did for for the uh, for the short time for the two year two years he was retired from basketball for. You know, Shaq pretty much was uh, was on his way up. You know when you know when he started. You know in the in the second year when Shaq became the top guy, the one they were talking about. The one they were giving the commercial deals to. I mean, you know, people got to remember, Shaq didn't pick up the torch where Michael Jordan left it because he didn't earn that torch. When Michael Jordan came back, Michael Jordan just simply picked up the torch and ran with it. But Shaq was always there. He was he was the start at the time to the rebuilding of the Los Angeles Lakers after Magic Johnson. People got to remember that, you know, that... Uh, you know, if they, you know, what are these new people going to you know, uh, sit there and say about Shaq? They're going to try and say, what, what, what did he do? Give me a break. The man did a lot. Like you said, the man got a lot of rings. He got a lot of rings. And when it came time, to, when it came time for uh, Michael Jordan, you know, left again, you know, he, you know, he pretty much uh, put the torch back in its place. And when it came time for someone to carry the torch... You know, Shaq knew who was going to carry the torch. It was going to be Kobe Bryant. But Shaq still had his piece for, for a lot of that time, too, especially on the Lakers. So people got to remember what Shaq was doing, the success Shaq had, the fact that Shaq was a player, and not just... He, he wasn't a Dennis Rodman-like star. He was better. You know, so... You know these kids; they got to look at that. Like you said, why are you going to coddle them? They need, they need, they they need to know, and they need to be brought up. And you know, and you know, there is no easy way when it comes to 
to the the elite of pro basketball, which is the NBA. Dilusia. Hmm. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, you're right when it comes to that situation right there. And Shaq is just speaking his mind. And these cats don't want to hear that. You know, and I, and I think it's, it's as simple as that. And they talk about, well, it's old times, new times. Nah, man. The, 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 the object of the game is to put the basketball in the hoop. The object of the game is to win championships. The object of the game is to be respected. The object of the game is to get into the Hall of Fame. The object of the game is for people to remember you. The object of the game is to have a legacy. These cats don't want no legacy. All they want is instant titles because they want they saw LeBron do it. So they want to do it. So when somebody says something to you in the aspect of, nah, man, you you know, you good. I want to see your game come up. I want to see your game get better. But right now, you're not doing it. Because you're letting dudes like Damian Lillard pass you by. You're letting dudes like Steph Curry still be in the picture. And your name is Donovan Mitchell. And you out here scoring 50 and 60 points, and you can't get to a Western Conference Finals? Because Denver is in the way? Because That's not an excuse. Huh? That's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse, Bob. No, it's not. Absolutely not. But you want to be respected as somebody who's one of the best players in the league. I get it. But what do you do? Besides score 50 and 60 points in a regular season. The playoffs, I mean, you do your, you had a great playoff run in the bubble last season. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. But you lost. Look how successful. Go with it, man. You had a great playoff run. But you lost, Donovan Mitchell. And all Shaq is saying to you is be more of a leader. You know, so again, you got to talk soft to these kids, man. They don't, they don't want to hear no, no realism. You got to talk, you know, like you're on a video game or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's look at this thing for what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you're saying, you're right, and you're 100% right. I mean, how many excuses did we hear out of possibly one of the greatest basketball players of all time I won't say he's the greatest. He's definitely in the top ten of the greatest of all times. Dr. J. How many right. titles did he win in his career? You know how many he won? One. One. The man is still remembered, though. Right, right, right. He was, but, right. you know, I mean, did, did he make excuses for not winning titles? No, he sat there and said, I can't do this thing alone. I need another guy that can come in here and help me do this. You know, and then came Moses Malone, and he got that one title. And him and Moses Malone... <laughs> For what was the pretty much the beginning of the end of Doctor J's career was a good tandem there, you know they had they also had Mo Cheeks and Mark Ivoroni too. So I mean, what does that tell you, Michael Jordan? He yep. he he had Scottie Pippen, and after he won his titles and he came back, he didn't just have Scottie Pippen helping him. He had Dennis Rodman. He had Tony Kukoc. I mean, people, come on, let's look yep. at this thing for what it is. You know, I mean, you know. Talk about leaving a legacy. I mean, you know, when people think of the Miami Heat before, you know, pre, you know, you know the the pre Big Three with Dwayne Wade, and you know, and even before that, Alonzo Mourning. When you right, think right. of the Heat pre that, people, what's the first name they're going to talk about? Ronnie Cycli. 
So, so something is remembered. Uh, Spikey, Hardaway, uh, Glenn Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly my point, you know. Ronnie Cycli is probably the first name people think of when they think of the Heat from the time that they started till <laughs> Ronnie right. Cycli was gone, you know, some six, seven years later. I mean, Ronnie so Cycli was nice. Yeah, Ronnie Cycli was Syracuse. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he yeah. left... He left a legacy in Miami. He left a legacy that people will remember for the Heat, and that's what they're talking about: leaving a legacy. We right. don't want to hear. We don't want to hear excuses and b- right. basketball players being coddled. <laughs> it's like one and done, really. Right, 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 right. That's right. Let's go. So, and again, that's that's you know, again, you know, we 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 cut from a different cloth, Bob. We we come from the era of watching cats come up in the game. And, and earn their way. You know, they might not win it the first year. They might not win it the second year, but they'll eventually win it. And when they do, it's worthwhile. They keep – you know why it's worthwhile, Bob? Because once they win it, they keep on winning. So yeah, Michael, what it took Jordan seven years – so what it took Jordan seven years to win his first title? So what? Yeah, Jordan had to work alone for so long. People yeah. got to remember so that. What? Right. So yeah. what, Jordan? It took him seven years to win a title. How many he walked away to – how many he walked away with the – with six, so what? And if he didn't it's retire, he would have had it would have been eight. Huh? And if he didn't retire, maybe it would have been eight. But you know, that's neither if here he, nor there. And and, and 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 you look at it so you look at it like this so much, Bob. You know, the Houston Rockets can thank Jordan for their race. You're one hundred percent right. The Houston Rockets would they would they got them rings? That would, have been the, that would have been the Bulls. They would have got eight straight. Yeah, they would have still so, added. They still would have added Longley and Kukoc and and Rodman. Yeah. And, you know, would have all would have all still showed up there. You know, and they would have been the help so that Jordan didn't have to be scoring all the points, looking like a ball hog. He didn't do that because he wanted to. He did that because he had to. You look at the you look at those teams that didn't win titles, like those those Seattle teams, those Phoenix teams, those Utah teams. Those Knicks teams, those Pacer teams, you know what I mean? Um, those Atlanta Hawks teams. You look at those teams that didn't win titles, and then all of the, every one of those teams that I just named, you know, got all-time great players on it. Every single one of them teams that we watched, that we watched, and did they complain about? Oh my God, he, he's not talking about me in a, in a in a positive light. He's not saying that he loved me. No, they went out there and did their work. When That's Dominique perfect. was going back and forth with Larry Bird. Exactly. Because he lost. Dominique was giving the, the Boston Celtics the business. Even Michael Jordan, that's one of the toughest people he had, he wound up having to go head-to-head all the time against was Dominique Wilkins, for Pete's sake. But these cats, these these, these new cats don't won't, won't respect Dominique because he has no rings and this and that and the third. But Dominique Wilkins was the truth. But does Dominique get mad at that? No, because Dominique played in an era where, you know, you had to really fight for yours. If you wanted to get it, you had to fight for it. It wasn't no, nobody was going to hand nothing to you. These cats wanted handed to them. That's the difference, Bob. You know what I mean? They want to hand it to them. They don't want to earn no medals. They want to they get handed to them. They got handed to LeBron. And, so why uh... can't it get handed? Before they say what's been handed to LeBron, you know, I mean, 
you know, I, you know, I, you know, you and you know me where LeBron goes. You know, LeBron, you know, never once leapfrogged over. You know, you know, never once did leapfrog over. Um, oh, oh God, what, what's his name again? Uh, and I just said his name too. It, it doesn't matter. You know, he, he, oh, he, oh, he simply became LeBron. Simply became the top guy more by default because injuries and father time were catching up to him. You know, he got it more by default. He didn't leapfrog. He wasn't like Dr. J leapfrogging over Will Chamberlain. He was not like Larry Bird and Mag- Magic Johnson leapfrogging over Dr. J. You know, Michael Jordan leapfrogging over them. You know, I mean, you know, he was, you know, he was just someone who still is he the, is he the best of the modern day era? Yes, he is. The only one that really has ever been able to compete with him and 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 and, try, and do do the best to prove otherwise, and to some extent, really did was has been Kevin Durant. But you know, you can't deny LeBron James. I mean, yeah, LeBron James had a lot of things given to him because he came fresh out of high school into the pros. I mean, that's a diamond in the rough. You're not going to see that all the time. You know, I mean, you know, so I mean, you know, personally, like I said, I'm for I'm for the college system. Helping a person perfect their craft, even if they're just going to be uh, tweaking in certain areas, it still means something. Yo, check this out. Like when you talk about LeBron and it wasn't given to him, yeah, it kind of it, it kind of was. He came out of high school. Okay, cool. Moses Malone came out of high school. Kevin Garnett came out of high school. Kobe Bryant came out of high school. Mad people came out of high school, but it wasn't given to them. This dude was on the cover of Sports Illustrated before he played one minute in the NBA. When they when they win, it's all about him. When they lose, he needs help. When Dr. J won the title, everybody was happy for him. When he lost, he just lost. When Kareem and them was winning titles and they were going back and forth for Boston, they was they was winning titles, it was great. When they lost, they just lost, Bob. It wasn't no excuse thing. They just lost. I mean, people got to see it. People got to see it. It was Bird versus Magic. The Rockets in the finals in 94, they just lost. When we lost to San Antonio in 99, we just lost. It wasn't no excuses, even though Patrick Ewing was hurt. But it wasn't no excuse. You didn't nobody make no excuses. We just got beat by a better team. They had David Robinson and Tim Duncan and, 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 and Avery Johnson was giving us that work. So, again, we don't cry when we lose, man. We just chalk it up and we'll get, we'll get them the next time. These dudes, if they don't get the attention that they want, they start crying and beefing and bitching and moaning. And why? Because they have not done a single solitary thing in the league except make money. That's all they've done. That's it. That's all they've done is make money. That's it. As far as the championships is concerned, that, that's secondary to these guys, and that's the and that's the and that's the part. It's secondary. A championship is not the is not the be all ultimate. And you can tell by that because everybody wants to have a a, a, a single dominating team. They can't win a championship by themselves, or have a team you know concept around them. You know they got to make it a big three. Everybody has to have big three players. And again, I'm you know again, I, I can't be mad at them because the Celtics had a big three: Bird, Parrish, and Mahale. 
if you want if you wanted to see if you wanted to add one more to that you can add Danny Ainge I mean you know that's that's how that's how big the players were in Boston yeah I mean you know and, and, and again you know when you talk about these I just think it's done in a different in a different light now man everybody talks about it but again you know it's only a certain few that end up you know walking away with the golden you know with the championship at the end of the day and it's always the same people. You know what I mean? In the NBA, it's always the same. It's always LeBron and somebody in the front. LeBron and Steph. Steph and LeBron. LeBron and Steph. It's always those, you know, it's the same. For as much, many people talk this NBA, we're great. And again, that that's my thing. Why can't Shaq say, nah? Nah, yo. All this grandstanding you doing, all these commercials you making, nobody's jealous, nobody's mad. Go get your bread. But what they got to do with you winning titles and back, what they got to do with you winning NBA championships? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Isn't that what you're here for? If not, then what you doing? And why can't Shaq say that as an elder statesman in this game? A Hall of Famer, first ballot, no question. Multiple championships. Why can't he say that as an elder statesman in the game? As the one who came behind Will, came behind Kareem, came behind, you know, and, and, and played with Elijah Warren. Shaq got props in his league. Shaq can say that. He ain't say nothing wrong. It's just these cats, they, they, it's the way that you're supposed to present it. you got to present it in a way that's that that they could take it and digest it and say, okay, you're you know, I'm gonna do this. But you should be doing it in the first place. So that's you know, and and that's what I'm gonna say about that, man. I think Shaq was dead right, you know, and, and, and again these cats, you know, they're different. They built different, man. They built different. Cause our coaches would tell us, you know, suck it up. You know what I mean? Come back tomorrow. Suck it up. You'll be all right. These cats, nah, can't tell them that. You know, they'd be ready to go home and, and, and tell him they, they mother that you disrespected them. So, I don't know, Bob. It's just different, man. Um, NHL scores for my hockey people out there. I got y'all. Third period in Boston, one nothing. The Bruins over the Washington Capitals. Second period in Edmonton, the Maple Leafs lead the Oilers 2-0. Uh, Anaheim and St. Louis will drop the puck at 9.30 in Anaheim. Minnesota and Vegas drop the puck at 10 in Vegas. Arizona and the Kings, they drop the puck at 10 o'clock. Colorado and San Jose, they drop the puck at 10.30. Um, yeah, man, a lot of things going on as far as the, the COVID situation, man, um, with the NHL. Um, NHL has postponed some games. Uh, the latest game is the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Knights uh, postponed due to COVID. Uh, Sidney Crosby is in place on the COVID-19 protocol list, which is, you know, I guess in hockey is a big, big story. Penguins also canceled um, their um, morning skate yesterday. So, again, man, it's just a lot of things going on, man. Um, as of Monday, there were four NHL players listed on the league's COVID-19 protocol list. Those four players include uh, New York Rangers forward Capo Caco, San Jose Sharks forward Thomas Hurdle, 
Detroit Red Wings defenseman Patrick Nemeth and Arizona Coyotes forward John Hayden. So, yeah, man, so it's starting to affect the NHL. I mean, they really kind of skated, you know, no pun intended, um, you know, kind of a little, you know, uh, uh, pandemic-free if there's such a thing. And I uh, made it through this season last year in a bubble. Uh, this year is starting to, you know, affect them a little bit more. Uh, we'll talk about the um, NHL a little bit. Tampa Bay Lightning, um, they've been, you know, so far so good. But we've seen this story with them before. You know what I mean? So I'm not really, you know, but they're the defending champs, so I got to give them a little benefit of the doubt there, you know. Um, you know, they're looking like the class of the league once again. Um, they've beaten Carolina three to four matchups, this, you know what I mean? Um, so, again, you know, look out for Tampa Bay doing their thing, man. They just have to keep it going. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they got stars up there. Austin Matthews, 18 goals in 20 games. Mitch Marner, 30 points in 21 games. All right, those kids are, are monsters up in Toronto. The Toronto Maple Leafs got it popping. All right, Boston Bruins, uh, um, again, they, they showed out at Lake Tahoe. They beat the Flyers 7-3, to and then they came back and got beat by the Islanders 7-2. to So um, the Bruins are still going to do their, do, their, do their thing. They have up and down days, but they, they're still one of the, the class teams in the NHL. Um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, okay, the homie's back in the building. Mark Andre Fleury got his spot back in the goalie. Um, and again, I think that what the Golden Knights do, man, is you know they've had a nice run, man, since the beginning. Since the beginning, I'm not going to get into it, but you know I like the Golden Knights. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, surprise, you know, surprise, man, a surprise so far this season, man. Fifteen to six, um, they um, shut out Tampa Bay in their first game of the week, then they you know lost the next three games. But um, I think that um, they're still Tampa's toughest competition in that division. All right? Um, what else are we going to get into as far as hockey is concerned? Yeah, the situation with my man for the New York Rangers. I mean, you know, um, I really don't you know, get into it, but um, the Artemi Panarin situation in, in, in Russia, you know, dealing with, you know, some situations with people saying some things and, um, some personal matters that he has to deal with back in Russia. Man, I don't know what's going on with the Rangers right now. All of a sudden, it just everything just kind of like stopped. Um, one of his star players, Artemi Panarin, is dealing with some kind of situation that that was going on in Russia. He was accused of, you know, um, I guess some kind of uh, abuse or whatever. So he's dealing with that. And ever since that. Situation has been, you know, um, kind of brought to the forefront now. The Rangers kind of like taking the backs, man, but they're still trying to do what they need to do, man. And we're going to give more information on what's going on with uh, our Timmy Panarin as we hear it on After Further Review 2.0, aka the Sideline Pass. We are in the building. Yo, did you get a look at the Milwaukee Bucks, man? They got this thing called the hand sanitizer cam. I'm not even going to say, Bob. Bob, 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 you need to see this. I don't know if you go on, can go on YouTube or whatever and Google hand sanitizer cam. I don't know who came up with that idea, but I don't know if they thought that all the way through. And we'll leave that at that. All right. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Southside Pass condensed version. 
We are in the building. Definitely got to get some baseball talk, and you already know the vibes. You know what I mean? Um, again, I wasn't, you know, and I'm not really too um, keen on, you know, what the Yankees are doing, man. I've just been watching them the last couple of years, man. I'm saying, like, wow, you know, we should have had at least one or two rings by now. We haven't been in the World Series since 2009. It's 2021. All right. Um, get well soon to Aaron Boone, man. He's dealing with the situation where he got a pacemaker, um, you know, put in. And so he's dealing with that. So baseball season get ready to start. And hopefully, um, you know, everything can, you know, work out for Aaron Boone. And hopefully everything can work out for the Yankees. We'll start talking about baseball probably next week. Um, we'll get into, you know, some, you know, some spring training stuff. And we won't have any predictions. The prediction show will probably come. I don't know, probably the end of the end of the end of this month because baseball season is getting ready to start. So give us a not next week, week after next, we'll have our 2021 uh, Major League Baseball Predictions Show and get into that, man. It's gonna be some surprises this year, man. I, I I'm not gonna really even lean on the Yankees like that, man. Not the last couple of years I've done, I got my feelings hurt. We've been a team that plays for October. You already know the vibes, but it seems like we don't show up in October. And I'm just gonna keep it I'm just gonna keep it all the way thorough. Hopefully, um, you know, Gary Cole can, you know, still continue to be that leader for us. We added Corey Kluber. Hope that Corey Kluber can come through and, and if he could be that spark plug number two guy that we can de- depend on, then we'll be all right. You know. I'm just hoping that, you know, this is the year that finally the bats come through. You know, we really get a, a legitimate murderer's role in New York. You know, what I mean in the Bronx. Because we got, we got the names, you know what I mean? And, and and they put the numbers up allegedly, you know, but we don't got nothing to show for it. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll get into some baseball, man. Um, as far as the Mets are concerned, I mean, you know, Francisco Lindor is going to make the better. But I think that division is going to be really, really crazy. Atlanta Braves ain't going nowhere, you know. And I think that um, when you talk about, the, the Washington Nationals and, and even the Marlins. The Marlins was in the playoffs last year. And you know what I mean? The Marlins was in the playoffs last year and the Mets wasn't. So when you talk about, you know, the National League East, wow. You know, um, the National League Central is, you know, people like to say that division is awful. You know, everybody know the Cardinals are going to win the division. Um, you know, the Cubs, you know, they, they, they still, you know, trying to get it together. Um, the Pirates, you know, uh, not really concerned about them yet. The Brewers, I mean, they've kind of fell off. Cincinnati people were expecting them to do some things, but they, you know, those teams kind of fell off. So that leaves the Cardinals and the Cubs, you know. So, you know, the, the National League Central should be, you know, one of the top divisions in baseball. They have some of the top, you know, the top players in baseball in that division, but wow, you know. Um the American League East, talk about that for a second. The Yankees will probably win the division, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, the Red Sox are going to be better. Tampa Bay is still there. And the Toronto Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are going to be good. I think that if the Blue Jays can, you know, kind of like win their series, you know, I, they're not going to beat us. But I think if they can, you know, beat up on Boston and, and, and have some, you know, some some positive situations against Tampa, 
you know, they'll be all right because I think they'll be, you know, they'll beat up on Baltimore. But I think the Blue Jays, the only thing that worries me about them is they're going to start this season in, in uh, Florida, the regular season. Then they're going to eventually end up in Buffalo. So they're going to be moving around all over the place. So, again, um, you know, hopefully, they, you know, the team is young enough. They've added, you know, some, some pieces. Um, they added George Springer from the Houston Astros to play center field. So, again, I think that Toronto is, is, is looking to have uh, a season where people are not, you know, paying attention to them. They want to try to have them, you know, fly under the radar a little bit, you know. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, the defending American League champions, um, you know, shoestring budget, still in the World Series. They did their thing. They, 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 they lost some pieces. But um, I think that when you talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, I think that they, you know, played well enough to, you know, people consider them, you know, a factor. You know, I mean, they, they, they lost the division series in 2019. It was in the World Series in 2020. Right? Before that, they missed the playoffs five straight years. And they were under 504 of those years. Okay? So, again, I think that, you know, when you, when you talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, they're just starting, you know, pitches are eh. You know what I mean? The bullpen is very, very good. But, um, you know, 162 games. You know, um, they lost Charlie Morton. They lost Blake Snell. Okay? Um, they already overachieved, I think, last year. You know, and then the kid, you know, who was hitting all the home runs last year for them in the, in the postseason. What was his name? Um, what was that guy's name that was hitting all those home runs for, for Tampa? Uh, Randy Arizarena or something like that. Arizarena or something. You know what I mean? So I think that um, when you talk about the division, the Yankees are going to win the division. But, you know, what happens after that is anybody's guess. You know, um, the Phillies, yeah, I mean, when you talk about the National League East, I mean, the Phillies are going to be, but they, they're going to do what they do. You know, they brought back Romuto. They brought back D.D. Gregorius. They added Archie Bradley. Um, and, again, you know, their bullpen is definitely going to have to step up. Um, you know, Zach Wheeler, we're going to see what he does with the Phillies. You know what I mean? Um, again, this 60-game uh, season is now going to be 162. So we're going to really see, you know, what's, what's happening with some of these teams now, and, and we'll see, you know, what, what it is. But um, I think that this is going to be a very exciting baseball season. Now we're back to, you know, 162 games and people coming off of, you know, um, you know what they did last year, and they could build on it. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. I don't think the Dodgers are a lock in the National League. People saying that they're a lock. I don't think that they're a lock. I think that they'll they'll be there. Definitely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd be crazy to, to, to think otherwise, you know? But I think as far as, you know, them just walking through the National League in 2021, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to – I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that there's a, there's a, a, a new energy – in the National League, uh, and we're going to talk about that as you know we get closer to um, you know opening day and stuff like that. You, know, you got to watch out for teams like San Diego Padres; they're coming. You know, um, you know, even with you know teams like you know um, to do the New York Mets now with Francisco Lindor, he's going to bring a different energy to them. You know, um, you know Cincinnati—they're going to you know do what they have to do. Hopefully, they'll be better. Um, St. Louis, they added Nolan Arenado, so they're going to be, you know, they're going to crush the Central. It's going to be all about St. Louis in the Central Division and the National League. 
Um, when you talk about the American League, um, West, let's, let's talk about that, that division for a hot second. Houston Astros, I think losing George Springer is going to, you know, it's going to show. Um, but again, it's going to be up to these other teams in that division. Oakland, you know what I mean? Can, you know, can they, can they survive? Um, you know, now it's going to be 162 games. Can they, can they really show that they're a team that needs it, that there's a force to be reckoned with in the America League? Um, the Angels, you know, Otani, you know, he's he's crushing the ball. You know, he's crushing the ball, and, and, and I don't think he's going to pitch it. Uh, if he does, he's going to be very limited pitching this year. So, again, um, if he can get that situation, then he's an extra bat in that Angel lineup, you know. Um, the division that I think is the most interesting in the American League is the Central. Because you've got a couple of teams in that division that – you know, people are waiting to really, you know, see them, you know, play to their potential. I mean, the Minnesota Twins have been on the cusp for a couple of years now. They've been on the cusp so long, and here comes the Chicago White Sox and Tony La Russa. No, it's not 1983 with Ron Kittle and all that. The Chicago White Sox. Uh, watch them. And not for nothing. I think Kansas City's going to be better. Cleveland, I think, is going to take a cut. They lost Carrasco. They lost uh, Lindor. You know, and Detroit, I think, you know, they're going to be a team that, you know, if they win 80 games, it's going to be a blessing. All right? So, yeah, man, I'd like to talk about baseball. We're definitely going to talk about it more as we get closer to opening day and things of that nature. And we hope you rock with us, man. That's, that's how we give it up here. All right? Um, what else we want to talk about right quick before we get up out of here? I got the three-minute rant coming up right at you and all that good stuff. Check it out, man. Follow me on Twitter if you catch a vibe, man. I'm on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at me, man. I rhyme too, man. We got the music coming, so make sure you get ready for that. 2021, we're going to make it happen. Um, After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Soundround Pass, that is on Facebook. Make sure you get with the group. And uh, we do what we do, man. We got Action VR Network holding us down, making sure that we give you what we give you in regards to sports, man. You know what I mean? Um, not a bunch of numbers, a bunch of analytics, a bunch of stuff that will rock you to sleep. We just have some real sports conversations, man. And, you know, you're free to call in. 954-246-0398 is the number to call in if you want to get your sports opinion heard. But just shop it up with the mayor, man. And, PBJ, because we are definitely in the building, all right? So that's what it is. So we're going to get into the three-minute rant, and then we're going to get up out of here, all right? Um, the three-minute rant for tonight is going to be on that 17th game that the NFL has given us. They've given us a 17th game, all right? And the way they went about picking out which game it's going to be, it's going to be uh, conference games, interconference games. So, for example, the NFC East to play the ASB East, something like that, you know what I mean? So um, I think that, again, it's an extra game. The owners wanted it, you know, they got it, you know what I mean? So every, you know, everybody lives happily ever after. But I think at the end of the day, it's another chance for, you know, somebody to, you know, suffer an injury and, you know, the Super Bowl gets pushed back now to February the 13th. 
you know, I remember when the Super Bowl was played the first week in January. You know, now it's in the middle of February. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But I think that, um, you know, another who, who's going to be mad at another week of football? You know? So I think that, you know, the week 17 thing, you know, hopefully it's, you know, it works out. And um, I just think that, um, do we need it? I don't know. But again, at the end of the day, man, I remember when it was, you know, 14 games. And people was like, what? It's going to, you know, moving the season to 16? What? You know? So, I mean, 16 now is like, okay, it's what it is. Now you're moving it to 17. So it is what it is, man. So hopefully that, um, you know, that thing works out, the, the conference games and stuff like that work out. And, um, you know, it's, just, it's an extra week for, for, for everybody. You know, once that TV money comes through, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's going to be happy and, and doing what they do, and we'll have football for an extra week. All right, that's the three-minute rant. I'm about to get up out of here. Shout out to my man, PBJ, a.k.a. the ubiquitous Bob James. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to everybody that checked out the show. Make sure you get at me, man. I'm on uh, Twitter at RMDesk. Uh, make sure you check out my crew. Um, we're not close radio, man. We're in the building every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. All right, from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern time, okay? Make sure you check us out. We talk hip-hop. We talk culture. We talk about everything. We talk about whatever you want to talk about, all right? Just make sure you put on your good face because we are on the Zoom app so everybody can see you because we be live on YouTube and we do the damn thing, all right? Make sure you check us out, all right? So not close radio. We're in the building. All right, man. I'm about to get up out of here, man. Salute to everybody, man. Check y'all out, man. Hopefully that y'all do what y'all do. Wear your mask. Wash your hands and all that good stuff. All right, we'll talk. Let's go, Wacko Bob. Take me home. Home sweet home.